G'day everyone, Craig from People With A Passion and today I'm joined by Garnet Thompson, that's Thompson with a P, um, who's the author of List of 100 Dreams, which is a book that's just been released on Amazon and you're in Canada I believe, is that correct? In Southern, in Southern Ontario in Canada. Let's get straight into this and I always take my guests back on a little bit of a journey, um, back towards their childhood, because that's what tends to mould people and their passions. So let's just talk a little bit about your upbringing, and, uh, and that should give us an idea of where you've arrived at today and why you've come to write this book. So give us a little bit of background of uh, Garnet Thompson, mate. Sure, absolutely. So I was born in Jamaica. Um, I was raised from birth by my maternal grandparents. Um, between the ages of uh, 9 to 14, um, I lived with many different family units. So whether it be friends or aunts, uncles, um, including actually the minister of our church at the time and his family. Um, at that time, my grandparents were immigrating to Canada um, for a better life. And at that point, they said, well, we'll leave you with these trusted group. Who better than a minister and his family, right? To uh, yeah. to look after you for about a year until we're able to send for you. So that's sort of the, you know, the formative years, I think, that's sort of driven a lot of that is sort of that period of time. Okay. Um, my mom had moved to Canada for a better life for herself, which is something that you know, everybody wants for themselves, which is great. And yes. she left me in the, the dutiful care of her mom, my grandmother, from birth. Um, okay. So at their own nines, when my grandmother decided that they were also going to move to Canada okay. for a better life. So when they chose to, to go, it was a progressive decision. So they've gone and met up with the daughter, I assume, in Canada, who'd started a life for herself, knowing that Absolutely. one day they would come back for you. So how long were you in the care of the other family members and the church uh, in Jamaica? Um, so that was again between between nine and um, about 10 and a half or so until I came to Canada. Um, okay. But between nine and 14 in total, there were a lot of different uh, members of the family as well too. So aunts, uncles, that sort of thing. Sure. So there, there is a saying that it takes a village to raise a child. So that's a demonstration of it. And like you say, what better people than, you know, the, the pastor or a minister at a church. So that was a good experience, I imagine, for you. Absolutely. And you hit it perfectly because in the book, I actually do mention that saying that it takes a village to raise a child. But I, I turn it around in the book and saying, well, a child counts in a village to raise them. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a bit of a turnaround viewpoint from that child's perspective that's presented in the book as well. So like the, the main title of the book, it's, it's 2020 Vision Dreams, and the mm -hmm. subtitle is List of 100 Dreams, but as you summed it up exactly, it's because of all those mentors that I have, right, that I have realized that there may be other folks out there without that mentorship, without those parents. So you, you hit the message exactly. It's how do I help to provide that for folks that may not have that? So we'll get onto the book while we're just touching on it. So we get into some of the, the juicy bits, the good bits. You've written the book, but it is geared for younger, a younger audience. Anyone can read it. Obviously, parents can read it to engage their kids. But you have presented it almost like a workbook as well for young people. So let's explain the concept of the list of 100 dreams and how that came about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the way it started out with was a number of years ago. Um, I was with my kids on a week's vacation and I thought about how could I help to motivate them in order to live out their dreams, right? And without using words like goals with, you know, younger folks, I said, okay, let's go with the word dreams. 
everyone can understand that and that kind of creates hope in your mind right so yeah. we set out we purchased a couple black bound notebooks we sat on the ground and i said okay well can you list out for me all of the things that you want to live out either this week um, a year from now 20 years from now some point in your life that you'd like to live and accomplish so they sat down they feverishly wrote out you know they kept writing out items we then selected a, a number of items that we could you know, reasonably tackling that week with some additional effort. Um, and we set out to do that. We accomplished those. So really, after that experience, I noticed how much it sort of rejuvenated them and put a, like a, a brighter light in how they looked at things to say that with persistence, the right attitude and with help, that they can actually accomplish some of those things that they thought was impossible. Mm. It's interesting that your choice of word there with the youth was to choose a word dreams as opposed to the word goal. So I actually work with young people as a coach and I like to use the word goal because I, I believe dreams are driven around hope and, and not all dreams come to fruition. But at a younger age, I think we as children all have dreams and this concept of fantasy and, and the concept of what's possible. And as we get older, we start to restrict those possibilities and start to set goals. So is that that conscious choice of the understanding of the word to, to, to really engage youth and, and the younger generation into thinking about having a vision beyond just one thing? Absolutely, Craig, 100%. So basically when I use the word dreams, I mean goals. Um, it depends on the age group that I was interacting, interacting with and saying, okay, let's interchange those two words um, so it's a little it's a little softer for younger folks, but in yeah. a sense they're they're exactly the same, right? Around yeah. the dreams, it, it takes action in order to make them real, right? So you can dream all day, but without any kind of concrete action and help, you know those those they're tough to accomplish, but they're definitely goals. So what are some of the things your kids came up with that you helped them achieve, and what were the what was the changes of change of state that you noticed when they achieved those goals that they'd set for themselves? Right. So some of the things that we, we looked at um, were basically, you know, I, I don't want to get into the specifics for them because they don't want to, like, you know, to keep their sort of um, items sort of confidential for themselves. Yes. But yes. The, the, the change in was really just the change in, in their demeanor and that, you know, wow, OK, I actually thought that item I would never get or I could never um, have. And wow, like it's sitting here in front of me. So then it went from the impossible realm now yes. being physically and real in front of them after taking consistent action with help. Yeah. And and what's the process of following those? Because it's not just coming up with so, something. You talk about taking action. So what sort of process is, are you following to achieve those and show them how they can chase those goals or dreams? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, a big part of the, the, the things that get in the way of folks living out their goals or dreams are fears so there are many different fears that people have right so and those fears get in your way so what this book helps you do is to kind of knock down some of those self-sabotaging feelings which get in the way so it helps you to face those fears like straight on um, there are also habits that we have that take away and take our time that um, prevent us from taking steps towards our dreams and goals so that's a big core focus of the book is facing those fears and those habits. And once you kind of, as it says in the book, toss them overboard, then you can sail on toward your dreams and goals. 
And as far as you're concerned, is this a process you've done yourself or was it something that you, a concept you just came up for with your kids or is this something you've done that you then passed on to your children, this concept of having a list of dreams? Yeah, so absolutely. It's definitely something that I've done all my life. I remember from being the youngest age in school, always having a, a small notebook, a little spiral notebook, and everything that I would want it to do, I always remember listing it out. Mm -hmm. So I've always had a, a small list of some kind, and even to this day, now it's on an iPhone, but it's still a, a list. So sure. all of those things that I want, they're all listed out there. And if you do accomplish something that's not on the list, you know, a funny quirk that I have is I'll, I'll add it to the list and then I'll cross it off. Okay. Right. Because it is a goal or a, or a dream that you might not have recognized at the time, but it is an accomplishment. So is that a gratitude-based thing? It's to be grateful for things that you might not have recognized at the time? A thousand percent, absolutely. Because let's say you come across something, but it's just something spontaneous that you've accomplished. You didn't consciously know you wanted it, but at the time it happened and you were like, wait a second, that is something that I wanted to do. I hadn't consciously thought of it. So to you know reward yourself for the effort, in order to continue to motivate yourself, then it's, you know, you check that one off, right? Yeah, so you've done that process with your uh, kids. At what point did you decide that I can help others by writing a book about this concept of having a list? Right, so combining, you know, think about my kids and combining my past, I thought, well, there may be other people out there who may not have the benefit of loving mentors or parents in their lives, that can help them and to offer them those life strategies. So in order to do that, I thought, well, you know, possibly there are other, there's a segment of the youth population who could, who could benefit from this and that, uh, you know, sharing it would be beneficial. So that's when it went from, you know, the black spiral note, notebook to, you know, the, the, the book itself, right? And yeah. then at the back of the book, there's a section in where, you know, they would list out, you know, what do you want? How do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. Why do you want it? when, et cetera. Sure. So that's, that was the thing I alluded to earlier. It is a, a book that discusses the concepts and the process around it. And you're using some uh, really good metaphors there, like throwing things overboard and words that, that give kids, I guess, a concept or a vision of what they actually, what can stop your dreams and how you can physically visualize ways in which to change those constructs that we tell ourselves internally and mentally. Correct, correct, absolutely. And at, at the end of each um, chapter, right, the chapter is set up with a personal story, but then the main piece of it really is less about my personal story and it turns it around. And at the end of the chapter, there are thought-provoking questions for the reader to sit and to reflect for themselves. This is, okay, well, what, what did I get out of that? What does it mean to me? towards my goals and my dreams. And then they spend some time in that sort of journaling um, interaction to do some self-reflection. So after each chapter, there's that period for you to kind of understand and study yourself. And how many chapters are in the book? And what are some of the um, topics covered? Right, so there, there are 14 chapters in the book and it covers various things from, you know, winds of adversity. So what sort of adverse things have you come across in your life? Um, it talks about, uh, you know, smooth sailing. So there are chapters and things are going perfectly in your life and everything is clicking. Everything that you've worked for your entire life is sort of coming together and all the rewards are coming in. You can share that with all the people around you. Um, it talks about sort of, you know, 
starting at the, out on the great journey of life, what does that mean, right? So as you're starting out in life, um, there's a, there's a, I won't give it too much away in the book, but it says you're, you're standing on a, a seemingly frozen lake or by seemingly frozen lake, and you see a vision um, across that lake at which you're, you're, you're trying to keep in your mind. But the point there is you're standing barefoot on the seemingly frozen lake. And, you know, at some point, the cold gets to your feet and you, 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 you're drawn back to reality. Um, so your, your thought there, okay, hang on a second. Do I, do I immediately warm my feet or do I, you know, dash across that seemingly frozen lake towards those, those dreams that I'm seeing, or do you kind of hold on to that vision, right? Make your preparations and one day knowing that you'll take the right steps to get there. So that's sort of how the book starts off as far as, you know, the first chapter is called, you know, the great journey of life. I've seen on Amazon where it's available um, for purchase that there are already some reviews up there and there's a lot of recommendations from adults who are saying this would be a good um, book to work through with your your younger people, your youth, and, and what age is it you feel relevant to? Um, for me, I feel that it's anyone that's, uh, you know, latter years in high school and college universities, at that point, they're, they're more focused, um, typically anyway, on what their futures hold and what they want. So, I, but again, you know, I, I, there's, I, was, I was really surprised to see there was a, a reader who thought that uh, he has three kids. Um, and they sent me a message in private also that said that uh, they'd like their current teenager to read it, the next child in line, which is a little younger, who is, you know, um, ahead of their age. Would they want that person to read it as well? And actually, a 20-month-old baby that they have, they're saying, I hope one day that that child will be able to read it as well. So that one, that one kind of floored me a bit. Um, not gonna, yeah. not gonna lie, that was that was a little tough to read. It's like, wow, I didn't realize it would have that much of an impact. So that one caught me off guard. And I think the hardest thing with books and writing books, unless you get that feedback, unlike an audience where you may be standing up and speaking to a number of people, where you can get that immediate reaction you really are waiting for two things probably in your instances. One is sales and two is the feedback in the way of, you know, emails and reviews and the, some of the feedback that's coming from the people themselves. So is there any plans at this stage to do something audio based? There hadn't been, but I guess you, you do raise a, an interesting point. Um, so for me, this is a, like a, it was more of a work of passion, honestly. Yeah. And, um, like for real, it was something that I, I needed to do. It wasn't really something that I set out to do to say, hey, let's do this in order to to start a, a, a venture and to profit. It was just something that I felt I had to do. Um, and it's sort of forming as it's coming out. So really, I don't really have, let's say, a pre, like a business plan around it. It's just something sure. that I, I felt that I needed to do. Yeah, that's cool. And that's interesting because I do speak to a lot of people about their passions and often the people often say to me, oh, I don't know what my passion is. And this isn't the people I'm interviewing, but people who actually have sparked me on my journey of creating people with a passion. But what I find is a lot of people fall into their passion and it's because they've found purpose. So they've actually found something to give them purpose and they they have a sense of and you hear certain people talk about their why and why they do things and having the why and it's like if once you realize this is what i want to do giving yourself some purpose then often helps you find what you're passionate about 
So do you feel that's sort of where you arrived when you came to the decision to write the book? Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, like even during my own professional career, I've always um, had that sort of purpose and mission to help the individuals I work with to have to bring out their unrecognized talents and skills that they have. Um, and there's things that, you know, that people can do, but they may not recognize in themselves. So I think that may have all come from, again, my background, all of it kind of weaving together and saying, how do I help people to become more of what they can be? They may not see it for themselves, but if I can help see it for them, then maybe they'll have that confidence and that encouragement to proceed. And then, you know, they, they'll reach the highest heights of, you know, their imagination. Sure. Are we able to talk around what you actually do outside of what you're doing with this book, like work-wise? Um, so I won't go into specifics as far as companies, but it's in a it's in a health and wellness company, and I've always been in that sort of health care field with companies that make different products to improve people's lives. So the way I look at it with my team at work is that the products that we're making is allowing the the consumers to to either stay healthy, become healthy, in order to be able to go out and again and again I didn't realize it at that time, but I had explained it was that they can go out and live out their dreams and goals, which is a little uncanny because I just realized that just now when I was speaking to you is that I had used examples back then saying, hey, you know what? We're making this product to keep someone healthy. So for example, a little girl may want to become a grand you know, pianist or something mm-hmm. and that she'll be able to be healthy enough to go out and do that, to take her lessons, to practice and everything to go out and to live out those dreams and goals. So it's a little uncanny that I just sort of, realize all those things kind of just came together just now when speaking to you it's not uncommon neither for people to actually feel like things just fall into place and fit like a glove and when they look at their broader picture of their life and their journey that it almost just they arrive at a point and that's probably a little bit of an epiphany uh, you know just now that you're having that, that yeah, yeah you, you everything just leads down a path towards one destination but the truth is the destination of the journey is not done yet so we don't right. know what what this all this list of a hundred dreams, the book, what that may bring you moving forward that will help you to continue to work with others um, and how that may combine with the health and well-being space. Because ultimately, anyone who you're trying to change a mindset or help them overcome their fears to move forward and achieve you know, dreams or goals, that requires a good degree of mental resilience and mental health. So... All that's relevant. Absolutely. No, you, you phrased it very well. Absolutely. So um, in order to truly um, accomplish anything, the really it, it takes three things, right? And I, I sum it up as it's persistence, it's attitude, and it's a network of support. So for me, those, those three things help to give you that resilience, um, to keep you strong. So those moments when you may feel like giving up, you know, if there's someone that you, have, you trust as a mentor, that you can go to to get the words that you're, you need, those words can spark a new life in you and, and take you on a journey and, just, and, and launch you off into you know, new territory. And do you think those three attributes you just mentioned were things that you had that grounded you in your youth? Do you think that, that coming moving forward that you've identified that potentially without those things that you wouldn't be the man you are today? Um, a thousand percent. Um, those three things were instilled into me by, by my grandparents, right? So it's all of the folks that, 
you know, helped to raise me throughout my entire youth all the way till now and even contributing now like mentors like it really is that so i there there i can't even thank the number of people that were involved in helping me to get to where i am right it's 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 incredible to think about right so sure. like i said it's you know you're, you're my first boss for example um i remember sitting with her and saying you know won't use her name but i started working i said hey well at some point i'd like to have a job like yours and, you know, she didn't take any offense to it. She just said, you know what, I'll show you how to get it. Yes. So from there, she kind of took me under her wing to say, hey, I'm going to such and such a meeting. Why don't you come with me and see what it's like? So yeah. again, in every step you have taken, there's always been somebody there that's sort of been willing to, to guide and to show and to help with that. I, I, it's just, it's incredible just to realize and to thank all those folks. That's interesting that you say that because one of the things that i've seen in organizations where is a lack of transparency around ambition that i feel that those organizations need people just to own what their aspirations are so this comes back to the concept of dreams so often when people don't state their ambition that builds a degree of distrust within an organization whereas i think if an organization or someone in a job or a role actually says hey, one day I'd hope to be manager of a business like this or even manager here. If you've got a good manager, they shouldn't feel threatened by that. They should have the response that they've actually given you, which is, I'll help you achieve that. In the same way as a coach of a team wants their players to be the best possible players. So I would say that manager or, or you know, CEO of an organization that takes that approach actually is taking the right approach because they want really good people and successful people involved in their organization. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's everything you said is basically the type of companies that I've been attracted to over the years in that it always seems that because I guess that's what I'm looking for that you sort of attract that as well too. So all of the previous mentors and, you know, presidents of companies have always been people that they would, they would take time to come and, you know, meet with you. So I remember one CEO, she would basically, you know, we, I'd go in early in the mornings. She was also an early person and you know, she'd wander by the hallway, come down, stop into your office, just, you know, on a, on a, on a whim, have a quick chat. How are things going? So-and-so. And it was, it was funny. Um, one of the days when I had visited her office, she said something unusual. She said, you know what? I'm preparing my blue chair for you. And I thought, well, wait a second. What, what do you mean? So her, uh, the chair in her office was a blue leather chair, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, okay, so... I, it took me a while I had to go home and think about that, but I guess she had recognized something that she thought that she needed to express to me in some way. So for me, I, I email her back and forth sometimes, and I say, you know what, I'm on my blue chair expedition. So you yeah, know, nice. thank you. Yeah, and see, that's an ownership of of your goal as as well. And she sparked the the spark, inspired that that dream. Again, you use the word dream as a preference um, than the the term goal, but. It's, it's that discussion that then motivates you to move forward and say, well, that's possible for me. Look, it sounds like you've got some good mentors, that you've had some good mentors in your life, and not everyone's as fortunate to have those. So I guess the list of 100 dreams as a book is geared also for those that don't have that support network in their lives. That's really what you've, that's one of your target demographic. Exactly, exactly, Craig. You summed it up perfectly. That's exactly why it was written. 
that's a really, really good title too, the 2020 vision um, or 2020. So uh, given that next year's 2020. So <laughs> sure, that was no fluke. But uh, what are some of the most profound things that people have shared with you on your life's journey that have stuck with you? Because you mentioned the three attributes you you mentioned earlier. And I see you're thinking now, thrown in the deep end, something that might not be in the book that might be in another book down the track. What are things that people have actually said? Like obviously the blue chair stuck with you. It's a story that you just shared. But there's other moments in your life that, that may have changed your perspective as to either where you were heading, either good or bad. So can you think of any of those? Yeah, sure. So again, this goes back to another um, mentor, so someone that I worked with again. Um, and at that time, I was new in the industry. And this manager, um, you know, when you prepare reports and out of university, you're taught to write reports in a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, so coming out in industry, reports are written in a different way because, you know, people have less time to you know, go through and read those reports. They want to get the essence out of it quicker, right? Yeah. So that was a transition from academia to work-related um, life. So in handing my initial reports, they were written in the format of, you know, from an academia perspective. So I guess at some point he realized that, you know, okay, what, in order for you to fully appreciate what we're looking for, I'm going to spend some time with you after work on my own time and sit down and go through and show you how to write reports in the arena of the work environment versus school. So this individual spent, you know, a lot of time, um, you know, in the evenings instead of going home to his family to invest some time into me to show me exactly how to do that. So that, that's some of the things that, you know, resonates with me and still sticking to this day. And, you know, you, you brought that memory to, to my, 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 you brought that thought to my memory just now asking that question. So hold up the book again. Let's give everyone a, a, a look at the cover. So the name of the book is List of 100 Dreams, 2020 Vision Dreams by Garnet Thompson, and that's with a P. You can visit garnetthompson.com where you can actually read the first three chapters if you want to sign up, and you can also go up on Amazon. I'll put the links in the description. And that, uh, I appreciate your time, Garnet, uh, and I'm sure it won't be the last book we see from you i'm pretty sure that this will spark some other inspiration even though you said it's a passion project uh, i think that just the experience of going through your first book may spark you to think of a second and if you're not already i know that i've spoken with some authors who who have actually contemplated their second book after thinking they'd only write one yeah possibly possibly um who knows for sure but like i said it's something that uh, needed to come out um, and, and, and there it is. So. And are you doing any um, speaking engagements or anything around the book at this stage? Is that something that you're looking to line up? To be frank, my conversation with you is the first uh, conversation I've had about the book. So, you know, this is something that I will remember forever. So I, I yeah. thank you for this opportunity. And yeah, it is something that I'd like to do because I think being able to speak about it is, will help folks to, you know, resonate with the message and, you know, potentially, you know, decide to, to look into it further. That's awesome. Good luck with the book and I wish your family the best too. I hope that they're continuing to write. The kids are continuing to write their lists of more than 100 dreams and that most of those 
come to fruition. But really appreciate your time, Garnet, and hopefully down the track I'll be able to interview you again and hear how your journeys evolved from the experience of writing this book. Thank you, Kurt. I appreciate the opportunity to um, you know share the message with your audience. Um, you, you're you're you know you're definitely someone that can speak that has a lot of passion. So I think it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good interaction today. So thank you so much. No worries, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks for taking time to watch this video. If you enjoyed what you saw, please give it a thumbs up. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you smash that subscribe button and also hit the bell button to get notified when new interviews are uploaded. Once again, thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll see you again sometime. Catch you later.